You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we are looking at the power of confidence with relationship educator and coach Karen Solomon. Today, we are having a dynamic conversation about confidence, men and women, and communication tips to improve relationships. Thanks for joining us. Hey there, everybody. This is Ariel Hubbard, and I am talking with you, and we are Woman Power Zone. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we're looking at how we step into new ways of relating and new ways of looking at relationships. I am so excited because this is a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, we're talking with Karen Solomon, author of Sessie. Sexy. I mean, that's sassy and sexy combined in one little word. I always do that. Sexy, sassy, and starting over. This is a relationship book, but she's an intimacy and relationship coach who teaches the keys to confidence from the bedroom to the boardroom. She inspires her clients to create their lives congruent with their deepest needs and desires. And since today's theme is the power of confidence, we're going to talk about that and how that shows up in a variety of different ways in relating, in being authentic, and how we show up. So Karen's communication style is edgy. It's bold. She seeks to empower both men and women to be their authentic and unadulterated selves. Unadulterated, I should say. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? We got to be adulterated too, because adulting is not always easy. (laughs) She integrates her foundation as a credential teacher with over two decades, providing image makeovers and relationship coaching for men and women. Welcome, Karen. I'm so glad you're here. So great to be here. And thanks for coming. I've got so many great questions for you, um, but thank you for being here. Woohoo! Okay, so Karen, I've got some questions to start with you. I'm so excited that you're here uh, because you've been doing image consulting for decades. How would you say this relates to your relationship work? It's kind of what got me into the relationship work, meaning, you know, for a while I was trying to figure out what to even call myself that, you know, as a relationship coach, coach wasn't quite right. Cause it wasn't like I was an image coach. I was an image consultant. They hired me to help them have a new look in life. They didn't hire me to say, what do you think you should do? <laughs> you know? And so, right. um, but what I found was in my very first client, which actually is what launched my business back in the eighties. Yes. I am wow. dating myself. Um, he was, he was a friend and I was like, look, dude, you gotta let me take you shopping. You're so good looking. And you look like, you know what? You look like you moved from Toledo, Ohio to San Francisco, which was the truth. Okay. He'd moved from somewhere where fashion wasn't a big deal to one of the heights of fashion. Okay. And so, uh, and he said, okay, next paycheck and next paycheck, we took him shopping and, um, we went to a couple different stores and I remember he spent $1,200, which in the mid eighties was a lot for not including a suit. Okay. And he said to me, listen, I am so colorblind. I need you to come back to my place and mark my, and like, say this goes with this with an A and an A on the labels of a shirt and slacks. I'm like, okay. He went back East for a visit with family and, and business. And he came back and took 
this then young woman out for the fanciest dinner she'd ever had um, anyone take her out to in San Francisco. Like, you know, it had a lot of stars and the fancy, fancy and the forks and the whole thing. And I was young and I was like, wow. And uh, he was just a completely different human. He'd been fairly introverted and self-contained and he was like ebullient and like outgoing. And I was like, he said, that was the most incredible thing. My family wanted to know, did I win the lottery? What happened to me? I saw a cute girl on the plane staring at me. I got, you know, the courage to talk to her. And I'm thinking, whoa, just from going shopping? Meaning I did it for a friend. I was not doing it professionally. Right. So it was way more than shopping though. What you were doing is helping build confidence. That's why I told the story and that's why I do the work because, you know, I've been a teacher since I tried to teach my little baby one-year-old sister how to tie her shoes when I was three before Velcro, because yes, I thought it's something that I know that would be helpful for someone. So I know how to shop. I know how to do clothing. My mother was an artist, interior designer. I just kind of grew up with girls. Did you know someone designed the Cheerio box? You know, so my eye has always been honed to that. So yes, it was not just a buying clothes, Ariel. It was a complete makeover of a human from $1,200. And I thought, and a good dinner for me thinking, wow. Well, well, what's so interesting is, okay, so that's your beginning, right? But I've been hearing hearing you on Clubhouse, right? And now you're talking about completely different topics. You're talking about intimacy, sexuality, relationships, love. You're talking about how people can be authentic, real, be really present in their lives. So a lot has happened in your career from that time of that first trip with that first client to what you're doing now where you're consulting and helping people show up powerfully and authentically in relationships. And since we're getting into that time when we're going to be going into Valentine's day coming up, because as you know, as soon as December's over, people start talking about Valentine's day. It's amazing, right? Well, so, it's commercial. <laughs> correct. They remind us really fast when they sell out of the Christmas stuff and put the Valentine's it's the next holiday. Exactly. However, what happens is people start thinking about relationships. They really do. They start thinking about relationships. They start thinking about whether they want one. If they have one, they're thinking about what's going on in the relationship. They're thinking about, do I, what do I do? Do I need to make changes? They think about dating. They think about, or not, they think about like what they've got going, what's working, what's not working. Okay. And here's the thing that I've noticed, and you probably noticed this too, because today's theme is about confidence, right? Um, men and women relate differently in relationships, right? And mm-hmm. confidence for women is different from confidence for men, right? And I was wondering what you think the difference between men and women is, um, just generally, but also how it relates to confidence in a relationship. My favorite subject. I'm so glad you asked. You know what I'd like, what I'd like to do, would it be okay with you before I answer that? If I talk about how the segue went from just shopping to doing what Yes, completely. I totally want to hear that. At the same time, now mind you, remember, I was in the Bay Area. I was in San Francisco. San Francisco, California is kind of the, the hub where all of the personal development, everything started. Okay. With something. the est training back in the 60s and it led to all kinds of other things well i was already this i'm from new england and from boston went to the university of vermont traveled out west in the early 80s with a girlfriend to try it out and i'm still here but anyway i went to a personal development training um a few years before the image consulting started so i was already in an expanded way of thinking okay so 
30 years ago, a friend of mine invited me to go to, he said, I can't go to this little event unless I bring a plus one because they're trying to have a gender balance thing. I'm like, what little event? Are you free tonight? I said, I'm free tonight. Depends what it is. And he said, it's something called Tantra intimacy. I don't even know, but I want to go. And it's like clothing on. It's not a sexy sexual evening, but I want to check it out it's about relationships and intimacy. And I thought, that sounds good to me. I was single. I was 35. I'd always been single and I was really committed to not being single. And so I went with him and something happened that night, which is a whole nother podcast we can do for me. I had a freaking epiphany that night, Ariel. I had an epiphany where I was a puddle on the floor crying at the level of deep connection I had in two hours with people I'd never met before that had nothing to do with having sex. And it had everything to do with feeling seen and seeing. And so I was sobbing because it was a combination of, oh my gosh, I didn't know about this intimacy. And I was in grief and relief and joy at what might be possible for me. Wow. What I did was I dove in and became the little, I didn't have any money. I became the little marketing and salesperson for this little group so that I could go to everything for free. And then I started working with Margot Anand and Charles Muir and all of the Tantra Tea. I've done um, retreats with David Data. That's D E I D A. Uh -huh. I've yes. done retreats with all kinds of um, Morehouse, which used to be a university and it's called Lafayette Morehouse and it's out of the Bay Area. And it's it's deep, deep intimacy and sexuality trainings. And that's, and I, and ultimately, because I also made the, sub, the, the um, decision that first night in October of 1991, I made the decision that I would meet a man who was also willing to experience that kind of intimacy. And two years later, I did at a party in that world. And then he and I spent almost, uh, we spent 18 years together and it was, we're still very good friends. And I get to go be with my stepson and the little people that call me Grammy for Christmas. So That's I'm super funny. excited about that. But let That's me swing funny. back to your question. Because I've studied, I wanted to give that background because uh -huh. I have deeply studied this conversation. So these are not my opinions. The, what I'm about to say is based on deep research that's been going on since the 60s. And ladies and gentlemen, get out your pencil. This is a very simple thing, but I'd like to tell you the main difference between men and women. Yeah, we could talk about anatomy and all that, but here's the main difference. When men doubt themselves, they tend to doubt their ability to produce something. Did I make enough money? Did I buy the right house? Did I play the best golf game? Did I give her the best orgasm? Did I fix the thing in the garage the right way? Is my kid perfect enough? Did I produce the best kid? Did I you know, coach his soccer team the right way? Meaning that's how a man, think about it. Well, okay, so let me do the woman side and then I'll bring them together. We as women tend to doubt, when we doubt ourselves, we doubt our attractiveness. And no, I'm not just talking about how does my hair look today. I'm talking about attraction. So let's say myself and my friend, Bob, my colleague, Bob, both are selling um, widgets. We're selling cell phones at a company, okay? I'm sitting at this desk, he's at this desk. I am attracting the business because that's what I do. He's producing the business. Should we get paid the freaking same thing? Of course we should. This is not about equal pay. This is a conversation about anatomy. This is a conversation about physiology. This is a conversation about ways of being. So girls and boys, think about this. Girls have innies that attract, okay? Mm -hmm. Boys have outies that produce. That's the way you remember it. It's my funny uh -huh. way of remembering it. It's a da when you think about it. Who goes into heat in all of the animal kingdom? Who goes into heat? It's the females. Yes. yes. Uh oh, keep the cat in. She's in heat. 
we have, you know, uh-oh, or uh-oh, you know, you know, Fido got out. Uh-oh, must be a cat in heat. We haven't seen Fido for a day. <laughs> because a guess what? It's a biological <laughs> imperative, right? Yes. And so, yes. yeah, I mean, I could go on about this for the rest of the podcast, but I'm sure you probably have other comments. But t- do you have right. a about what I so just attra- Attraction. So of women, it's the power of attracting what they want. And, and their confidence is going to be based on what they Oh, confidence is, confidence, right. confidence is right. all of it. And then, and then men, their confidence is going to be in their ability to produce. Right. But here, right. So, so okay. Okay. You ready for like, I think I'm going to go into, can I do a tiny little communication thing that will just. Can, be- but let's take a break real quick. And then okay. let's, let's go into that. So we're going to okay. take a break. Yeah. And then we're going to get to, we're going to get into Karen's communication um, epiphany, understanding, and information. I'm so excited about this. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness or massage we have online and in-person courses for you find us on facebook at hubbard education group that's hubbard education group or go to www.arielhubbard.com that's www.arielhubbard.com and if you're on clubhouse you can find ariel hubbard by looking up ariel hubbard a-r-i-e-l-h-u-b-b-a-r-d Okay, so we're back. So Karen, tell us what you are going to share about what about communication. I'm very excited to hear about it. So I'm going to segue right from what I just said about men. If men doubt themselves, they doubt the ability to produce something. Okay. And yes. we doubt our attractiveness. Yes. So here you're not getting along. Believe me, I work with couples. I work with women. I work with men. I work with couples and it's all communication. It's all communication. So what I know is that if I want a man to touch me in a different way than he's touching me, or if I want a man to wipe the counters in addition to doing the dishes, I can't say, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you wipe the counters? <laughs> he's going to look at me. And I, I mean, this is a story. I have done this on stage in front of hundreds of people. My only prop is a dish towel. And I tell the story, which right. I could tell it now. It's pretty freaking funny. I, Yes, I'm going to tell it. It's real fast. Okay. okay? Do it. My former husband and I, Billy, his name is, we had a big house in the country in uh, Sonoma County, and we'd had a dinner party. And the deal was if I cooked, he did the dishes. If he grilled, we both did the dishes. Okay. But he wasn't a cook. And I cooked, really, I did, I outdid myself. But we also had a very big kitchen, lots of counters for me to leave things on. And I did. Uh-huh. So I was upstairs. It was a beautiful night. There was, we were in great shape. I couldn't wait to snuggle after this dinner. I'm upstairs watching TV or something, reading whatever. And he's clanging and banging with my epic mess in the kitchen. Okay. And he'd worked all day. So this was not like, you know, okay. So I'm thinking he's taking a while to go downstairs. So I go downstairs and I walk into the kitchen. Now try to picture this as a big wooden butcher block between me and where he was at the sink. Next mm-hmm. to him was the drying rack filled with pots and pans drying. The dishwasher had already been turned on. There was absolutely nothing on any of the counters of the butcher block, except a ton of crumbs. Okay. Uh-huh. What he was doing, which is why I have the prop in my hand, picture me with a prop with a dish towel. I said, this is what came out of my mouth. 
can't you wipe the counters? Oh God. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, cringe. Well, when I tell it, because I tell it a little more dramatically, he was literally reaching for the light switch and putting the dish towel down. He was done. Yes. Okay. Right. Right. Can't you wipe the counters before you come up? It comes out of this not very nice woman's mouth. Okay. He looked at me. He took that dish towel. He threw it on the counter. And let's just say he said, you, the B word. Right. You teach this stuff. He went into his den, which was our entertainment center, slammed the door and slept in the guest room. And you wow. know what? I deserved it. Yeah. I couldn't even apologize. It was so bad. Yeah. It was given who I am yeah. and what I do. Okay. Now yeah. that was door number one. Whoa. Dragons in that door. Right. Door number two, the same scenario. Walk in the kitchen, see the crumbs. Everything else is done. He's done. Wow, honey, you did an awesome job cleaning up my, my epic mess. Thank you. Hey, would you be willing to wipe the crumbs before you come up? Thanks. Yes. What did I just do? A, I appreciated. What did I do? I made a request. What did I do? Thanked him for hearing the request. A-R-T. Appreciate, request, thank. Thank. Now, at that point, he could have said, babe, do you mind? I'm done. Or I, or, or, right. Or he could have done it. Either way, we would have been sleeping in the same bed. Yes. That's door number two. Door number three, which all the guys think is a much better thing is go in the kitchen, say, thanks. Thanks for cleaning up my mess, dude. See you upstairs in a minute. Clean the freaking thing myself. Here's the thing. I had been with him for 10 years, Ariel. You know what? Wow. He does not notice crumbs. Well, guess what? I don't notice all of the photos on my desktop, not in a folder. And I wonder why my de- my computer's taking so long to, to um, uh-huh. uh-huh. He would tell me patiently, babe. I'm like, honey, it doesn't work. It works. You see what I'm saying? We all have different yes. superpowers. So how about we we say kind things to him? And I can tell you, you might say really nice things at the beginning. And I can tell you, you won't after a while. That was 10 uh-huh. years in. I wasn't mad at him at all. I just thought I'll take him for granted. Clean the freaking counters. Didn't right. Work, so you have to be, you have to be um, vigilant, vigilant and making an effort always to keep it alive. And now the flip side of it is, mm-hmm. this is very funny. So one time we were getting ready to go out and I didn't know what to wear. And I was feeling PMS and kind of fat. He came in, he sat on the edge of the bed and he took out a piece of paper that was folded a few times. And he literally read the script that one of our teachers had told him to do when I was getting ready. You ready for this? Uh-huh. He goes, he literally read the script. Dear, um, do you have a couple of outfits you'd like some help deciding between? I mean, he okay. literally, this was a foreign language to him. Okay. That, so that, that was, do you have a couple of outfits that you look, you don't, you don't look so good in that outfit. Like, that no, 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 no. Listen, no, no, no. Not the point at all. No. He goes, uh-huh. do you have a couple of things that I can help you choose? Uh-huh. Yes. How about that one? Because they're great. You know how long that took? Two minutes. You know right. how long it would have taken for me to go be like a, Hey, does this look okay? Do I look fat? Because that's what I would have to do to get his attention. It didn't, when he could preempt that issue, Uh uh it was like magic. And it took two minutes. That was one of our teachers taught us that. That's fantastic. Because I was going to ask you something. I was going to ask you something. I was going to say, what's a specific tip that um, the listeners could take away from their lives that would improve their relationship. And you just just said ART. 
So say say what ART stands for again. Well, it stands for appreciate, request, and thank. And by the way, it's in my little book. Oh, that's I mean, great. Which you're going to tell us. You're going to tell us about, about book your book at the end. We're going to and we're going to put but, it in the show notes. But you. But the thing the thing you have to remember is if a guy is doubting himself for production, then uh -huh. tell him something great about his production. Honey, you did an awesome job cleaning my mess. Thank you. So that's the R. That's the appreciate. Appreciate so the anything. Appreciate. I appreciate or or acknowledge either way. I appreciate that you um, took the dishes over to the sink. Would you mind putting them into the dishwasher? Thank you. A good parent uh -huh. will do that stuff automatically. Uh -huh. A good parent will not say to their little kid, whack him upside the head for spilling his milk. Uh -huh. You're trying to pour it, but missing because he's three, uh -huh. right? A yeah. good parent will go, oh, isn't that exciting that you're old enough to pour your own milk? Would you yeah. like to try it again with mommy's help? Thanks. Yes. You see what I'm saying? A good parent. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to parent our spouse. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm saying we want to be kind and remember to be kind because they're the ones we're going to sleep with. They're the ones we're getting up with. They're the ones we yes. share our children and our money. We need to be the kindest, not put them at the end of the list and take them for Right. Better. So, and, and so I would say, if we're thinking about confidence, I think... If you, if you make a consistent effort to do those things, you can have the confidence that things will, as a baseline, be, you know, good with your partner. If there's good communication, there's respect. It's the communication. Yes. It's all communication. And that contributes to having confidence when you're really. Well, yeah. And I can swing back. The confidence is also see if we, as women can help acknowledge the man for his production. Oh, honey, that was so fun uh -huh. last night. Yes. You were awesome. Yes. Thank you for those red flowers or thank you for bringing me my favorite blah, blah, blah. Or how about you're a wizard in the bedroom? <laughs> of course, but, but I mean, it doesn't matter. What right. I'm just having, I'm just having a little fun. <laughs> well, let me swing from the, from the kitchen to the bedroom for a moment. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Like again, I hate somebody using their nails on me, um, like just like scratching me unless I have an itch. It's just uh -huh. not my thing. I like light. Uh -huh. Okay. So yep. he would absentmindedly, keyword absentmindedly, uh -huh. start scratching my back because he liked it. So he would automatically, right. and it's right. very tempting to say, so give you, you, you're right. You see, so you could criticize, but instead, but it's very tempting in that moment to say, yeah. ew. I don't like it when you use your nails. You uh -huh. know, you know that you've been with me for 10 years. Apparently uh -huh. you didn't know that in the moment. Cause you know what? He wasn't paying attention. So instead of whacking him with your words or, or like a fly swatter, uh -huh. I do, I do a presentation where I use a fly swatter. Stop it. Stop it. Because you don't want to use a baseball bat and kill him, but you want him to do something different. So you kind of swat them with your words. Yeah, but, but that no, doesn't work. So what do you say? It doesn't work. So instead just say, oh, honey, I love that you want me to feel good. Would you be willing to touch me a little bit soft, more softly? Thank you. What I you love it that you- You just got their appointment. Feel good. Would you mind doing it some other way? And you, thank you. That's but great. what you just did was you got their attention because you didn't have their attention if they're absentmindedly doing something you don't like. Uh-huh. And who wants to, I mean, you hear about absent-minded. Usually the word that, that, that is after absent-minded is professor. Yes. Where are my keys? When I'm absent-minded, I lose my keys. Okay. Uh -huh. I can't afford to lose my keys. I'll lose half my life. So I have a hook where they go. 
You see what I'm saying? Or a carabiner they clip on my belt loop or on my purse because Uh I've decided that I've wasted too much time in my life losing my keys because you know what? I think about too many things at the same time. So let's let's put systems in place. This is like a system to not lose your keys. The Uh key to your relationship, the key Uh to relationship is ladies and gentlemen, Print it out like instead of the word celebration, happy birthday or happy new year, print out, pay attention to your partners. Uh-huh. That's really great. Really great. So, so, so that's definitely answering that question. Like that's the specific tip people could use to improve the relationship. I love it. So if someone were going to quote you from your body of work, because you've written, how many books have you written? Well, I've published two. I've got all kinds of work. I've got a workbook okay. for the, called Clothing, Confidence and Charisma. Love it. That'll be an ebook. But in terms of on Amazon, I have two books. What else? What are they called? I have Sexy, Sassy, and Starting Over. The byline is Recipes for a Sweet and Savory Life After Divorce. Fantastic. But the recipes are basically metaphors. And this one is going to be out of left field. You ready? This is called Hitchhiking to Kathmandu. That's awesome. It's my Overland Odyssey because I was a hippie child. And so I was did. it, was that you as a solo traveler doing that? No, with my boyfriend when I was at the ripe age of 18 and he was older, he was 20. Wow. <laughs> Here, there you go. There's me looking more like Princess Leia. Love it. That's great. How fun. Yeah, it was a really beautiful story because when I got back my eight and a half months later, it's like a gap year. My dad handed me the letters I'd written and there were 76 of them to my family alone, family and friends. And he said, all right, kid, I want a book. And I freaking did this book for him with 150 color pictures that I'd taken. I did this book for him three years years ago when he turned 90. So I'm proud. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. That's so great. So if someone who were going to quote from your body of work, what would you say? When you are in communication, anything is possible. Truly in communication. Yeah. Well, tell people what you mean by true being truly in communication. I love, I mean, I think I know what that means because I've done a lot of transformational work. I mean, decades of it. But what do you think that means? I think it means a clean canvas, meaning every single thing that needs to be said about appreciating a person, everything that needs this particular intimate person in your life everything that needs to be said that isn't so easy to say, like you've appreciated them, but all the stuff, I really need you to hear this. Oh no, don't get defensive. So we don't say it because we're afraid of their reaction. Yes. All of that stuff can be like, you know, gigantic elephants in the living room, meaning they're in the way and a barrier to your intimacy. So if you can learn, and that's one of the things I absolutely teach, I teach people specific skill sets that are very as easy as artful, which is what I've coined and I should trademark it, artful, as easy as that, some skill sets where you learn how to, the exact way to appreciate someone using a script and as goofy as that sounds. Oh no, works. scripts are great. Because the thing is people get emotional. That's where I love that. I love that your man at that time was reading the script because um, like but, you but said- But it was also that he, that he thought to read the script was brilliant. Right, because some of the things that he needs to say are not top of mind for him. And so for him to like, at least have the idea to read this so that he would know what he could say that would be a different way of relating or communicating. I think that's fantastic. Right. So those, those the scripts are good. I love it. So well, that's being why, really authentic, well, that's being really why, authentic. Right. And that's why you and I have both chosen to do so much personal development work because we get to learn things that become scripts for us that we, that you said, not top of mind. 
it was not just not top of mind for him, Ariel. It didn't exist for him. <laughs> it was a new language, but so was me acknowledging that he'd done the dishes and done cleaned up my mess before asking him to do something else. Now, with a woman, if it were you doing the dishes, I would say, hey, girlfriend, clean the crumbs, would you? And you would not go, oh, I'm a bad person. I'm back to heck with you and I'm going to leave your house now. Because it's not it's not a, 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 a comment on our inability to produce. <laughs> no, it's not a comment on our attractiveness. No, 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 to speak in the language because we don't go there about production. Right. And exactly. I am speaking, with all due respect, I am speaking to the heteronormal um, because I am a heteronormal, sexual woman, I am actually speaking in heteronormal terms right now. So please, if um, please adapt this as you need to, if you don't fall into this category, and I apologize for, um, you know, for not saying that earlier. Oh, and that's fine. It's fine. Uh, because I'm sure the people do who do listen to this, this pod, you're going to get all kinds of people listening to the pod. And um I think it's great that you even acknowledge that, which is. Oh, absolutely. it's really important. Yes, and I'm learning as best I can because. You're right. Yeah, it's a big we deal. All, we all have a lot to learn in that area to be more inclusive. Absolutely. So I do have another question for you. Um, okay. If you were suggesting if to someone who is widowed or divorced, how would you suggest that they start their dating process? Yeah, that's a big one. I was not widowed, gratefully, but I was divorced. And the first few dates I had, all I was doing was comparing. All I was doing was thinking about my marriage, wondering if this, it was awful. And the reason I tell you that, because if you remember the little green Gumby thing, little Gumby, Gumby basically could keep his feet in one place. And most, at least Americans know that cartoon, that little cartoon character, he could have his feet in one place, he could go look under the door. But the truth was his feet were somewhere else. So here I was kind of under the door looking into this new possibility, but my feet were still in the past. So the most important thing, ladies and gentlemen, and all inclusive, everybody's listening, is to clear up the freaking past before you even date or date with the idea that you're just testing the waters, even be honest, look at I'm recently widowed or I'm recently divorced. I admit it. I'm not really ready for a long-term relationship, but thank you so much for this cup of coffee or this glass of wine or whatever the heck you're doing, mm -hmm. meaning own it, own it that you're not done. And I'm not saying it should take, you know, you were married 10 years. It should take 10 years. No, it could take 10 hours. It could take whatever it takes. I have a process called the completion process gotten from one of my teachers that is extraordinary because again, it's one of my eBooks. It allows for somebody to do like it dissects the process because finished just because a marriage is finished or just because somebody passed away does not mean you are done with it you have okay all so if our listeners wanted to find your pros your completion process where would they find that which book they is need it? to go onto my website uh-huh and um, contact me directly and we uh -huh. can talk about if they want to just buy it by itself or if they want to because i prefer to do it with them yeah like, as in like coaching with them I, I refer, I, yes. Yeah. And I will do yeah. that as a standalone. It's usually a, it's a half a day process. So. That's awesome. So you do work with people and encourage them to get that work done so that they can get complete before they start dating. I will not every single coaching contract, whether it's with a couple, a single widow divorced, starting uh -huh. at age 21, whatever, never having been in a relationship. That's where we have to start. 
because we have to just because what that does is very swiftly uncovers the the cords that are connecting them that are keeping them stuck the the background history sometimes i find out in those processes they really had a lot of sexual abuse his, history that they yes. haven't dealt with or they find or we find out that they had a, a you know an alcoholic parent and then i can bring in you know what i suggest this 12-step program or you know what i think it'd be great let's find a therapist for you sometimes i consider myself a concierge mm -hmm. To make right. sure that all the right services, because though I have my backgrounds in education with a minor in counseling, I'm not a therapist. I'm an educator. Right. And yeah. so sometimes what you do is you help people figure out what their next steps would be. But you help them identify where some of their challenge areas are and help them get the support that they need. Yeah. If you can't give it to them. You help them connect with somebody or know that they need to connect with somebody to right. move it to their next level. I, and I have a lot of resources to that. And I also consider myself one of their team members. And sometimes I consider myself the captain of the team for them so that I can help bring in those people. And in a way, that's like a, you're being a case manager for them. To I, call myself, I call myself a concierge because case right. manager implies something's wrong. Oh, interesting. Okay. Very cool. So um, I would love you to be able to tell our listeners how they can reach you if they want to work with you. They want to read your books. They just want to hear more about you. Let's start with Clubhouse, first of all. So we met on Clubhouse. So if you, um, our listeners are on Clubhouse, Karen, when do you go on Clubhouse? Well, is right. it a scheduled thing or is it one of those things where they could follow you in Clubhouse and set up their notifications to see when you show up? Would that be a way for them to find you? Yes. Following me on Clubhouse, which is Karen underscore Solomon. Okay. All those in the last name. And then uh -huh. ring my bell, baby. <laughs> ring my bell. There's a little bell icon. You click on it. And then it says, um, then you'll get notifications. You get notifications letting, you know, so Karen has some very juicy and sexy and fun rooms up on. Well, at this moment, I do, while I have my own club, I've not started offering rooms there yet. I'm um, doing rooms with Laura Bellotti of Single in the City. She's up to yes. almost 100,000 members yes. in that club. And oh my gosh, I don't blush. I'm blushing. And I'm glad that it's audio on some. Right. It's funny. So you, can but you definitely are on there. I mean, I've definitely seen you. Yeah. How yeah. else can people reach you? They can read your, they can read your wonderful books, right? They Probably can the best way to get me is to go on to um, my website, my leap, my landing page, which is called karensolomon.com. Okay. Or successappeal.com. Karensolomon.com is fine. It all goes to the same place. That's you know, perfect. I've got a couple of freebies in there. I've oh, got wonderful. one for people who are single. If for okay. better dating, you go ahead and, and download that PDF. I've also got one if you're in a couple and you want to juice up your relationship. That's fantastic. That's there too. And then you can have access to me. There's a place to click to get right onto my calendar in there. And there's also, I should make sure the links are working, but I also have a wonderful podcast for free for women. And it's called um, What Women Who Thrive After Divorce Know That Women Who Still Struggle Don't. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Also, uh, for our listeners, I'm going to be asking Karen some more in-depth questions and I'm going to put her responses up on my Patreon feed. So if you want to check out my Patreon and go check that out, you're going to see I've got some more robust, juicy and sassy conversation coming up with Karen on Patreon. 
All right, everyone. So I want to thank you for joining. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. And Karen, I want to thank you. Any parting comments for our listeners before we go? Yeah, choose yourself first. I love it. Okay, on all levels, your body, your spirit, your mind, your sensuality, your desires. Let desires pull you forward. That is so beautiful. I want to thank you. I really appreciate your time. Um, Karen really is brilliant. If you uh, want to learn more and grow as an individual, I definitely recommend working with her, reading her, talking with her. So Karen Sullivan, thank you so much for coming today. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. You're awesome. Thanks so much. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.